ICA Gear has outfitted over 10,000 bow hunters across the country, and we're continuing to raise the bar when it comes to bow hunting camo. New for the 23 season, we introduce our never-before-seen panel fabric system designed to be dead quiet along with our patent-pending bow hunting collar, Osseo Gear. Features and function built for bow hunters by bow hunters. Learn more at asiogear.com. The climbing stick has finally gone metal-free. Our goal for the Carbon SS climbing sticks was to make them as light as possible without sacrificing durability. And we wanted to make them stack flush so they're compact for saddle hunters and tree stand hunters. The new aerospace carbon fiber technology allowed us to achieve ultralight weight specs and removed all moving parts and hardware for improved durability. The sticks also feature our patent-pending metal-free attachment method that makes setup easier, faster, and quieter. The Carbon SS climbing sticks are made right here in the USA and come with a five-year manufacturer's warranty. For more information, visit LatitudeOutdoors.com. Welcome to the Bearbow Hunter Podcast with your host, Nate Bailey and Jerry Goins, where we celebrate the ancient paths of our Bearbow ancestors, where hard work and woodsmanship outweigh advanced shooting devices, where we value those who've gone before us and welcome those yet to come. Join us as we share valuable insight about the Bearbow Hunter's lifestyle. Welcome to the Bearbow Hunter Podcast. Hey guys, I just got back from the ODFW Access and Habitat Board and I'm headed back down to Southern Oregon and I thought it would be awesome to put out another um, uh, podcast on the way down. I don't have anything to do except for talk into a microphone and look at the, all the beautiful um, habitat that Oregon has to offer. So, with that said, there'll probably be some road noise and some wind noise, but I think you guys will be able to handle it. I don't think it'll be too bad here. So, before we get going, I'd like to point you guys towards our YouTube channel, The Life Outdoors. Uh, we just finished up We just finished up our, our feature film called Focus, and it was a, an elk hunting film, and we uh, had a film festival at Trail Christian Fellowship, and we put that film in the film festival along with a bunch of others and um, and we're just it was probably my first attempt at make attempt at making something that's kind of not the vlog style and so if you guys would uh, head over there to the life outdoors we would sure appreciate it we also have some stuff coming up on the life outdoors that I want to bring to your attention um, it came kind of natural to us because uh, I come from a, a, a blue-collar background. I was a diesel mechanic for a lot of years. My son's an electrician. My other son's in the army. And uh, my youngest son, he's, he's working as well. So, and he's still in high school. And so we kind of have this blue-collar route to us. And uh, we saw a, kind of on YouTube, on the hunting stuff on YouTube, we kind of saw a gap in some of the hunting. Um, it's really cool to have guys out there pushing it and, and, and you know, getting us motivated to go out of state, to um, do something different, to put money away, and and to try something completely new, and that's awesome. I think I think we really need that. It's really inspiring, and I think 
um, it's great for us. But the reality is, if we're doing that, if we're putting money away and we're saving for it and we're having to do that, a lot of times we cannot, um, we, we can't afford to go and do that every year. So um, a lot of times we have to stick around the house and stick around our home state and uh, take the short amount of time that we get and maybe that means that we stick, you know, within 30, 40 miles of our of our house and, and go hunting after work and things like that. Um, that the blue collar folks uh, don't get to go and do all those things or they're saving up for those things. Well, we thought that it would be cool because we're we're part of that crowd. Um, quite honestly, um, I came right out of the Coast Guard and married Misty and, and Aaron was... Uh, and I and I took Aaron on as my son. Aaron is my stepson, and so I didn't have hardly any money. I didn't have any vacation, so I pretty much had to make do with what I got. But I loved hunting just as much then as I do now, and um, so I think this YouTube project that we have, and we're going to start it with turkeys, and we're going to and 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 uh, start it with uh, spring bear, and it's really going to be kind of real because. Um, I'm buying a house, so we're having to move in the middle of this project, and we're going to have to fit that into family time, and we're going to have to... So I think that that's going to be something that um, it will be good for you guys. I, I think you guys will find a lot of value in it because it's the kind of life that you're living as well. So um, we're going to try to show how, uh, how we can find success in that, and success is defined in a lot of different ways. And uh, we're going to try to showcase all that for you guys on the channel, The Life Outdoors. So um, if you've been watching The Life Outdoors, uh, we got a lot of uh, stuff to get you started into bear bow hunting over there. We got some bear bow hunting hunts. We got some duck hunting. We got some turkey hunting. We uh, even some bear hunting. But if you guys are getting started, if, if you've been watching it and you haven't subscribed, can I humbly ask you to, to subscribe? You don't know how much that helps us. Um, not just from you know the analytics point of view or anything like that but from the point of view that it keeps us stoked to make these videos um it you know it keeps us motivated i know it's important to make them but at the same time if nobody's watching them it makes it hard to, to put something out and work that hard at so if you guys would please go over there subscribe leave us some questions some comments some concerns um we want to hear it all Please tell us what you want to see in the videos. Um, if you have some kind of species or some certain place to hunt in Oregon, let us know. We would like to uh, do, you know, step a little bit in out of our comfort zone. Keep it within that that same idea of uh, blue collar hunting tour, but uh, it's gonna it's gonna be something that we really are looking forward to. We're also gonna bring some of the gear that we use. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of people say it, uh, uh, don't, don't buy gear, but buy tags. Well, that's true. But also at the same time, um, sometimes you can't afford the big tags either. So buy gear that you, that'll actually work for you. And, uh, a lot of times you don't need exactly the brand new stuff that's out there. And we're going to show you some of that too. And what we do to, to get our gear together and some of the hacks that we have that keep us from spending a ton of money. So that's going to be part of what we're doing with the YouTube channel. Now, moving on into Barebow Hunters, I man, I've been getting a lot of guys. A lot of you guys have been calling in or texting me and asking me about bows and telling me, "Yeah, man, I'm just getting into hunting." 
and I'm gonna I, I want to do it with a bare bow and uh, I'd say more power to you good job I, I really think that's awesome but at the same time I'm hoping that you're entering it with the right expectations and um, because quite honestly we need you hunting <laughs> um, if you're hunting with a rifle or it doesn't matter we need you hunting especially if, if you're coming at barebow hunting for the right reasons um, but maybe your expectations are a little bit different um, being a good rifle hunter we need more of those so uh, we're living in an age where hunting is a, is going to be something that we're going to have to uh, be more active in recruiting and protecting and so I, I'm not trying to steer anybody away from bare bows but I I'm going to bring up some points here to try to uh, steer you into thinking straight about entering uh, the hunting world especially with a, a bare bow and especially being like a first-time hunter and wanting to do it with a recurve be careful there okay um, there 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 are some things that the bare bow brings to this that you need to take into account so uh, first thing I'd like to ask is why okay why are you getting into bare bow hunting um, that's a big question uh, are, you know, are you doing it because you see somebody else doing it and you think it's cool? Which isn't in and all of itself bad. I mean, I, I don't want to downplay that at, at all. Um, but I, I do think that sometimes when we look at guys that are doing it on Instagram and, and have some time into this or have, have the time and money that they could invest into this, that those things... Um, kind of give us false expectations of what to think about when we're entering this so I, I I'm going to point that out a little bit so the first thing I want to say is why are you getting into it that's the first question you really you have to ask yourself that um, if you can't answer that question other than it looks cool I would revisit that okay I would much rather have you getting into rifle hunting and being successful I, and success is different for everybody, of course, but being to where you don't um, go three years without any, without progressing in, in the lifestyle and then just hanging it up and never coming back. See, that I've seen too many guys do that um, because they, wanted, they jumped first feet into traditional bow hunting, got sick of the whole, it kind of was a fad to them a little bit, got sick of the whole hunting thing, and now they're not even hunters. And um, I'm telling you right now, the more hunters we have, the stronger voice we have. So um, I'm more I'm, I'm more worried about people dropping out of hunting um, than I am about making them barebow hunters. Now, I also think that if you're coming at it at with that attitude, that you will become a barebow hunter. But I think it's a progression, uh, not to make yourself so upset that uh, you drop out. So th that's one of the things. You know, the barebow has been called a struggle stick, and I think that's a good term for it. Um, it is a struggle and I, I don't want that struggle to be so bad that you hang it up so that's the first thing is ask yourself why I'll tell you why I, I joined is because of elk season that's the whole reason I picked up a stick bow um, I picked up a compound bow first my uncles so we hunted a unit in Oregon that we've been hunting my grandfather started hunting it when it came out of reserve in the 40s and there were a lot of big old mule deer in this unit and so over the years we we hunted this and there got to be more and more elk and of course during mule deer rifle season the first part of that there's elk bugling and so we started being around these elk that were bugling and my uncle started 
one of my uncles lived not too far from the unit, so he would go over there on the weekends and call in elk and then shoo them off. You know, he'd call them in and shoo them off and, and, uh, or climb a tree, depending on what he thought that elk was going to do. But, uh, and, and so, uh, he started showing me this, uh, you know, during rifle season, he'd show me some elk bugling and the minute I saw that man, I was hooked. I had to be around that. And I thought, boy, that's the way to hunt an animal. And I, I still believe that to this day. I mean, there's nothing, nothing out there like calling in a big old bull elk and having him scream right in your face. And so that's what got me going. And I, then of course, about that same time, this was back in the eighties, right? And about that same time, um, I watched a movie called Elk Fever, and and I and I known that we called them in, and, I, and then I watched these guys sticking them with their arrows when they came in, and I thought, yep, that's for me. And so I picked up a compound bow, went out there, a couple years, uh, first year, I went out and I didn't believe the darn thing because I'd been around rifle hunters the whole time, right? I, I've been around a lot of really good rifle hunters in my day, and. Uh, Back then, rifle hunters were looking at bows like, eh, those things, you know, I don't know. So, and then, of course, we did see a few animals that got hit and people didn't take care of their shots and things like that. But uh, one of the things was, so I, I, that first year I got out there and got around a couple deer and I never even pulled the, the string back because <laughs> I was like, I don't know if this is even going to kill the thing. Uh, no, not not even thinking you know I was I was in my teens so you got to give me some credit but um, not even thinking that you know people have been filling their bellies with a bow and arrow for thousands of years uh, I didn't even think about that aspect of it you know young guys don't think that way but uh, so the next year I, I had the same bow it's an old browning I don't know Marat I don't remember what they call it dark timber I, who knows but uh it was the only bow that I could find that had like camouflage with pine needles on it. So I thought it was like this Western bow and, and it was made for elk hunting, right? It was, it was short and uh, I could pack it around in the woods, you know, the dark timber. And uh, so anyhow, I was, I was digging this bow and, and uh, dad and I were hunting and, and we kind of hunted a little bit apart. So if we kick something up, it would kind of move things around. And back in those days, you guys, when we were bow hunting, I mean, these animals they didn't even realize they were being hunted and so dad would kick them and they'd just kind of pop out of there and kind of walk up the hill or whatever try to get away from him find another spot to bed down and get bedded down well that happened and this doe comes right up to me and, and you could shoot does in those days as well we had a lot more animals back then but uh you could shoot doe in there and and so we were like so i i pulled back and i i pulled and I, I didn't have release. I didn't shoot release. I shot an old pin sight, and the, I didn't pay attention to what was going on with those pins. Um, but when I pulled the bow up, I hear tink, 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 and all the all the sights fall all the way down to the bottom of that of that pin. And now I'm sitting there going, "Oh, I don't think I could hit this thing. Well, maybe I'll try. Well, I'll just shoot it without pins." And uh, released it, and that arrow flew right over its back, and. And I'd been shooting my grandfather's uh, recurve years before that. We we built uh, tree stands and shop and put them up in the trees, and we were shooting jackrabbits with the old recurves with our old tree stands. And so I was like, man, that that was kind of a bummer. I, I could have killed that doe with with my recurve. It would have been easy. Um, and 
you know, and it was all all totally a head game because the reality is, you know, with that compound, if I would have just um, chilled out and not got into my own head, you know, the, when the, when stuff goes wrong at, at that age, it gets into your head real easy. And, and then, uh, you know, and I've made some pretty horrible, sh- I, I mean, I've missed some pretty horrible shots since then, but uh, it's all in your head, man. It goes in your head and it, and it messes with you. It's kind of like me on a 3D course. I get the same way. I get to where it's like, Dude, that's 25 yards. Out stump shooting, I could shoot leafs at 25 yards. But on a 3D course with a bunch of compound guys, I don't know why. It gets in my head. I let, let it get in my head. Well, anyhow, so as we're doing this, I'm I'm uh, thought, well, shoot, I'm going to go back to that recurve. And I, and I did, and I never went back. So one of the big reasons that I did was for the elk, um, to elk hunt. But I wanted something simple to elk hunt with. And uh, so that's why I went back to the recurve, and I've never turned back. Um, you know, there's times when I know a compound, certain instances, I know I would have killed something if I had the compound instead of the recurve. Even a compound that was just set up that week. Um, if you guys haven't seen the YouTube video of me blacktail hunting, that deer would have been dead if I had a compound, just for the simple fact that I could have held that bow back and not had to draw on him. Uh, he caught me drawing on him. If I as he's coming in, I could have drew behind the tree, and as he walked around that tree, just just pull a release, he would have been dead, deader than dead. So there are times when I when I go, yeah, I could have I could have done better with a compound, but um, I don't know. It, it's it is what it is, and so anyhow, that's my big reason why. But even even so, since then, there's also a couple different reasons that I found out that I didn't get into bare bows um, knowing what those reasons were but now that I'm in them I found these reasons and you guys they're they're just as important as the reason I got into it for and the, the first reason is the intimacy so shooting a, a stick bow um, it's not gonna make you uh, you're, you can still be real intimate with your prey shooting any other weapon it's just that the stick bow forces you to be that way you know, if you're a muzzleloader hunter, you could shoot a muzzleloader. Shoot, nowadays some of these things are shooting 200 yards. But um, with a stick bow, you have to get close to that animal. You almost got to get to where they could breathe on you. So you, the, the cool thing about the stick bow is, is you have you got to break that 50-yard bubble, what I call the 50-yard bubble. Um, and even shoot, a lot of people with compounds are not breaking that bubble. Uh, animal is very aware of what's going on within within 15 yards of them 100 yards not so much you know they don't get wolves can't kill them from 100 yards so from 50 yards they really can't kill them either but and then you get into the stick bow world you're talking 20 yards that makes you a lot more intimate with your with the animal so you kind of become more i don't want to say i i don't want to say a better hunter because that's not it because the fact of the matter is is you may get close, but a lot of them get away from you. So that doesn't make you a better hunter. A better hunter would get them all the time, right? Um, so it doesn't make you a better hunter, but it makes you more intimate with the animal. It makes you understand the predator-prey relationship, and it makes you appreciate the the food that's on your plate. And it also makes you appreciate predators a little bit. You know, those guys have a hard living out there. And uh, so it gives you that better idea of what the wild is like. Um, so, you know, some people say, well, it'll make you a better hunter. 
Well, it'll make you a better hunter with some other weapon, but uh, quite honestly, you're not going to get as many animals on the wall. I have a good friend who's very good with rifle, and he has his his wall looks amazing. Uh, he's got animals all over it, so he's really the better hunter, right? You know, he's got more animals, um, but he's not as intimate with those animals as he is with the ones that he's killed with his bow. So. That, that's the intimacy. I think that's something that traditional bow hunting brings to the hunting world. And it's a great reason to hunt with a trad bow. But sometimes that's not a great reason to start that way either because that intimacy also, if you're not used to it, if you say you didn't grow up around um, an animal dying or blood or things like that, sometimes that intimacy, being that close on your first hunt, uh, can ruin you. I've seen it ruin people. I've seen it to where they'll never hunt again. And uh, so, you know, sometimes working your way into that's a little bit better too. So I do like the honesty of it. I like being that close that, uh, you know, I, I like that part of it. I think that's the biggest part for me. I'll tell, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been so close to my prey and they've got away. I feel almost like that, that lion or something out there that, that could almost taste the wildebeest, right? And it gets away from them. So now I'm on that same level as those guys. I'm no longer just a, I, I, I'm actually, I'm not somebody who's sitting back and watching nature. I'm an actual participant. And I think that's the coolest thing about traditional bow hunting um, or, or spears, you know, it's all the same stuff as far as I'm concerned. Even the bow is even more than the spear. But what I'm saying is that intimacy of, of what's going on I think is very honest and I think it, it keeps me on an even keel and it keeps me uh, valuing the lifeblood that that it takes to sustain me so that that's a big reason that I do it another reason is it's so simple right I mean if if my brace height's good my knocks good what else can go wrong you know if you got your setup taken care of I don't have to worry about that thing it could be strapped to my bow or to my back I could pull it off knock an arrow if it looks like it's square and it's got enough brace height I'm good to go if I've done all my homework beforehand I don't have to worry about equipment failure um, of course I carry an extra string and stuff like that but you really think about it that's an amazing thing when it, it and it also takes you back to that predator thing it's a simple thing it's either it is or it isn't there is no um, well I better check my range finder and this and that there's just I can't make that shot or yeah I can make that shot and that's it um, and then you go from there and uh, so I, I think that's that's one of the other cool things about traditional bow hunting or bear bow hunting the other thing is um, is it, it connects us to the past okay now this is a big deal I did not realize this when I got into it of course I was getting in for elk right but then I started finding guys that were into it and they were into it and somebody got them into it and somebody got those guys into it and they handed this down and we so we we have this tradition or this this um, lineage of bow hunters of traditional bow hunters and that in itself you guys is a big deal I know people talk about the old guys and and you know we don't need to listen to the old guys we're new and we're gonna bring new stuff into traditional bow hunting and, and rightfully so, there's a lot of things that need to be brought into it. And there's a lot of the old 
old kind of thinking that needs to stop. Um, but at the same time, there is a lineage that is so valuable and so important. We as men need to have mentors. I, ladies, I don't mean to keep you out of this. Um, you do too. But I, there's something really hardwired into a man to have an older man teaching him something. Apprenticeships are amazing things. Um, the craftsmanship of a master over his apprentice really creates um, something within men that we are really lacking in this culture and traditional bow hunting is all about that you guys the setting up arrows the equipment the the fine-tuning the shooting all these things I, I don't know if there's any successful traditional bow hunter out there that doesn't have some sort of mentor and um, I think it, 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 tra it transcends bow hunting it, it goes right into life men so much need other men and you guys, anytime that we can facilitate this with any kind of hunting, with anything, but even, but more so even traditional bow hunting because it's such a lineage of passing things down, um, uh, we, that is one of the major reasons to be in it. You know, I got, I got guys that have taught me so much and then I'm passing that on to guys and it's such a great thing because now we're living, we're hardwired to be this way. Um, so it's, it's cool. I'm the apprentice of, say, Jerry Goins, and, and then I have my son who's the apprentice of me, and, and I'm the mentor of that. It's just, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's, we need more of that in this world, uh, especially in this society. Um, that's really downplayed. But, so that's another reason. Now, with that said, you guys, these are cool things. These are all things that we need to, uh, we need to understand, but I think I'm, and I'm going to leave you with three thoughts on why, to, um, three check marks or three uh, talking points or three um, ways to keep yourself grounded and when you're actually thinking about this on whether this should be for you or not um, or, or maybe you should hold off for a little bit and then um, come into it at a later date, you know. Um, my son said, hey, I'm going to start shooting trad bow last year. And I said, well, why don't you shoot a few more animals with your compound first? You know, because um, I really don't want him getting out of bow hunting. I, I'd rather him hunt and rather him be successful um, well, in whatever success he's he's deeming. And so that's, that's the big thing that I'd like to get out of uh, bow hunting So, or hunting in general. So... There's three things that I think you need to check yourself with when you're talking about coming into traditional bow hunting. And uh, I'll, I'll name three things and then we'll get back to it. So the first thing is success. How do you define it? The second thing is talent. Do you have the talent to do it? Um, and the third thing is reality. Is, is it real for you to do it? So um, I think when you, when you put those three major points on your thoughts, then you will be able to make that informed decision and go forward with it. So the first thing is success. Why are you getting into it? What's your idea of success? If it's to fill your freezer and you've never hunted before, um, I would suggest getting a rifle tag and start there and work your way into success. Um, it's just, if, if that's your goal is to fill your freezer and you're getting clean protein, and I think it's awesome, um, and that's a good thing. I've actually had a lot of people 
contact me and say, hey, I'm going to get into traditional bow hunting and I really want to get organic meat. That's the reason I'm doing this. And I think to myself, well, you should just get yourself a really good rifle tag and do it there because there's a certain learning curve that you're going to have with traditional bow hunting. And uh, Aaron, Aaron calls it a struggle stick, and he is right. Aaron Snyder, he is right. It is a struggle. And to be proficient at it, it's not easy. Uh, ask Aaron. And Aaron's probably one of the most proficient people I've been around with the stick and the string. And, and he'll tell you it ain't easy. So if that's what your goal is, is just for meat, um, get a rifle. Get a rifle and start getting you know some good meat tags with your rifle. I don't think anybody really gets into hunting just for the meat. I mean, because honestly, you can go down and buy organic beef for a lot cheaper than it takes to go out and get your own. Unless, of course, you have your own ranch and you're shooting them off your own place. That's different. But um, if you're traveling at all and you're moving around trying this and you're spending your money on gear and so I don't think anybody's really ever in it for the meat. Um, and, and I'm not. I'll tell you right now, uh, there's a lot more that goes along with it. I love the meat. The meat's a major part of it. But that's not the only reason that I traditional bow hunt for sure. If I was, if I was just on a hunt for meat, it would be with a rifle every time. So, um, so what, what is your idea of success? I mean, if you're looking at maybe a journey and, and you're looking at trying to get that intimacy of, of becoming a predator and, and, and then maybe you, you want to give the animal every advantage. Um, yeah, maybe traditional bow hunting is right for you the first time. But I suggest to really think that out. There's no shame in rifle hunting. There's none. No shame in compound hunting. None. Um, we're all hunters, man. It's, it's a great thing. If you want a traditional bow hunt down the line and, and you're really after the meat, um, I would suggest going for that first. Uh, if you're really into intimacy and, and letting a few get away, hey man, maybe bow, maybe traditional bow hunting is your thing. All right, second thing is talent. Now, I'm not saying that this is a natural born thing, okay? I think some people are never meant to shoot over 30 yards. I'll, I'll agree with that. But talent has a lot more to do with just DNA. Um, you can become better. You can become more talented of a bow hunter. And talent doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a talented shot. I know a lot of good traditional bow hunters that can't shoot over 25 yards but they've limited themselves to 10 yards they won't even shoot something unless it's at 10 yards or under and they're very good bow hunters and they kill a lot of animals so um, what I what I'm saying is talent is something that you have to have if you're going to become a traditional bow hunter but that is that doesn't mean that you won't be talented to shoot 50 yards um, not very many people shooting 50 yards with trad bows but um, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, do you have the talent for it to start it right now? A lot of guys, I get a lot of questions. Hey man, this is going to be my first year hunting and I'm getting a trad bow. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that's cool, but limit yourself to squirrels and rabbits, stuff that it's either a hit or miss, um, you know, until you get proficient with that thing. And, uh, and then build your talent. So you got to be truthful about your talent level, and, and it's not, like I said, it's not a, it's not a, uh, 
uh, DNA thing. It's more of a, a DNA plus uh, trying to work through and getting a coach. Maybe is that if that's what you need. But so you really need to understand that and ask yourself those tough questions. Do you have the talent to be a bear bow hunter this season? That doesn't mean you won't have it next season. But do you have that talent? And so. That, you know, that's one of those things. I hear a lot of people, and, and of course I hear guys too saying, yeah, I got a trad bow, but I'm hunting with my compound this year. Hopefully next year I'll be proficient enough. And, and that's the right attitude. That's that's a beautiful attitude to have. Now, I, I would suggest taking out and, and building that talent. Go out there and shoot uh, grouse and go out there and shoot rabbits and, and with your trad bow so you can get proficient at it. I guarantee you, if you're starting to shoot grouse pretty consistently at 35 yards and they're walking through the brush, you'll be able to get an elk. So if you can keep your stuff together, that's the <laughs> that's another issue altogether, but you'll never know that. That goes with everything. So, all right. So that's talent. Now, reality. Here's another thing that you have to check yourself on. Don't go over to Aaron Snyder's Instagram and think that's what you're going to do. Okay? Aaron is has been around the hunting industry for a lot of years. Aaron's paid to go hunting. Aaron has to do that because that's his job. Now, I don't want to take anything away from Aaron either because he's very good at it. So there's a ton to learn from him because he puts animals down all the time. So don't don't think that you're Aaron, you're going to just jump out and be Aaron or Jake, Jake Downs or Brian Burkhart or uh, TJ Conrad's or you know, because these guys, that's what they do. That's their livelihood. And so they spend a credible amount of time and money to do it, uh, to make money. So they have to do that to make the money. So uh, enter it with some realistic expectations. Um, now, I'm not saying that you're not going to get stuff. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that it wasn't hard for those guys. That's not what I'm saying either. Aaron will tell you how hard it is, even, even though he gets a lot of time to do it. He'll tell you how hard it is. He had a really hard time getting his mule deer this year. Um, but at the same time, uh, you guys, you got to understand this is not easy. It's not something that you just jump out there, go kill something, and come back. Um, so put your expectations in order. That's And I think Aaron would say the same thing. I think all these guys, Brian and, and Jake, would tell you all the same thing, you know, make sure that you have your expectations right they put a lot of time and effort into it so make sure that you um, are willing to put that much time and effort into it if that's what your results are if that's what you want to get out of it um, it's taken me to be even proficient with my bow I can remember just wanting to throw the thing away I can remember one day it was kind of like golf a golf swing for me for quite a while I can remember one day going out and keeping a group at 20 yards that you know would hit a hit a tennis ball and then the next day being off the target and just going what in the world and I just I kind of pinned it up to that I kind of pinned it up to well that's just the way it is that's how things go um, but I would tell you that that's not exactly how things go and if you ask any of these guys and, and we still have flyers right we still have that one arrow sometimes but uh, we're proficient to where our groups are pretty 90% of the time or, or those kind of things. So you gotta, you gotta put the time in to get there and it takes a lot of hard work and I, I think these guys would all tell you that. So 
have a real expectation for that, guys. So those are reasons and checks, self-checks. That's what it is. It's a self-check I gave you to join uh, and become a barebow hunter. Um, like I said, go through those self-checks. What are your reasons? Um, what what is what is the uh, what is your idea of success in it? What is the talent that you have for it? And what is the reality that you're entering it with? Um, and take all that, and then you guys, I'm, I'm not trying to discourage you, but what I am trying to do is give you realistic expectations. And, and I really would like to see you succeed in this. So um, if that takes you hunting with a rifle for a couple years, that's cool. If it takes you hunting with a compound and then switching back and forth, that's cool. If you do that for the rest of your life, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. So hopefully this helps you guys. Um, if this does, can you please do me a favor? Can you uh, give us a rating down at the bottom down there? It really helps us out. Also, can you go over and check us out at the Life Outdoors? Um, we have a Life Outdoors podcast and we have the Life Outdoors YouTube channel. If you could, if you could go over there and check that out and then subscribe to us, that would just help us out a bunch. Um, until then, until then, uh, you guys, shoot straight. I hope barebow season, I hope as we come, I hope you are really blessed this year. And uh, pick up those bows and enjoy. All right, we'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Um, until then, may all your arrows shoot straight. Thanks for joining us on another edition of Barebow Hunters Podcast. Hey, if you like what you heard, please give us a rating down below. We like the five stars. And uh, follow us also on Instagram under Barebow Hunters. Go to our YouTube account, Barebow Hunter at YouTube, under the Life Outdoors heading. So that's uh, Barebow Hunters YouTube under the Life Outdoors. Also, go and join Barebow Hunter Group on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.